change your perception of what you're looking at and everything changes. Hey, my name is Giorgio Janis and this is the How To Do Life podcast. If you've ever felt that no matter what you try, something is missing, then you're in the right place. My aim with this podcast is to begin filling in those blanks for you. So open your mind and get ready because I'm about to show you an entirely different way to look at your life. And once you've seen it, you can't unsee it. So let's get started. All right, welcome to another episode of the podcast. I want to talk about feeling let down and how to overcome those feelings of being let down or disappointed. This is a common issue that I see a lot of people wrestling with, both in my one-on-one sessions, also in my group coaching, um, but also in the messages and emails that I get from people, in the everyday conversations I'm having with people. One of the biggest issues that you may face in your life is that you come up against the experience or the sense of being disappointed. The reason this may be an issue is not necessarily because of the disappointment itself or feeling let down, but rather what that feeling leads you to do or rather not do. See, what's really common for people is when they start to feel let down, sometimes more than once, they'll actually end up giving up. They'll end up stopping whatever they were pursuing because they experienced enough disappointment and letdown that there wasn't enough of a reason for them to persevere or to rise above whatever that difficulty was. And so as a result, they give up prematurely. Now, there's this brilliant story that I'll share with you towards the end of this episode that really kind of woke me up to how important persistence is in spite of feeling let down and disappointed. I'll come back to that in a moment. What I see commonly though is when people experience that sense of disappointment, there's this air of heaviness around them. Like they start to feel weighed down. They start to feel heavy. And even their body language or their vocal language, if you like, the tone of their voice changes. They start to feel heavier. They slouch a little bit more. They drop their tone. They don't talk or project as loudly as they used to. And there's, it's kind of like the light on the inside is being dimmed a little bit. Or actually, sometimes it can be dimmed quite a bit. And so I want to address this because especially at this time of year being the beginning of the year, a lot of people start to feel let down very quickly or they start feeling disappointed very quickly. I want to see if I can tackle this and give you some tools that will help you reframe what's going on, but also give you the ability to work through why you're feeling the way you're feeling and give you the opportunity to actually persevere. Because as one mentor said to me many, many years ago, sometimes It's just a matter of staying in the game long enough that everyone else drops out. If you give up when you're feeling let down or disappointed, every moment you feel a sense of disappointment, you won't stay in the game long enough to actually persevere to see the results that you deserve. Now, why do we experience disappointment? Why do we experience these feelings of being let down? Predominantly because things didn't go to plan or they didn't go according to our expectations. Now, expectations is a huge topic. I could do an entire program just on that one topic because it rules and basically governs so many people's lives. The reality is if you kind of think about a square peg and a round hole, you've probably heard of that analogy before. But hey, if you think about your experience, you being yourself as a square peg and the round hole being what you wanted, your expectation, basically what's happening is you're trying to jam these two together. You're trying to jam the square peg into the round hole. And every time you try to do it, you find that it doesn't fit. 
you experience some kind of frustration. And that growing frustration eventually leads you to feeling disappointed if you continue long enough, right? Now, we could look at the round hole as being the issue, or we could look at the square peg as being the issue. The real problem is the attempt to bring two things that are not matched neatly together. It's like you're trying to force something to happen that wasn't meant to happen, that wasn't meant to fit. And so what can happen in these moments that we're feeling these frustrations is that we have this desire to like push even harder, to try some other angle to squeeze that square peg into that round hole, to really try to jam it in there, to try use extra force thinking, well, if the light amount of force didn't work, maybe if I use a huge amount of force, that will work, only to find that our frustration grows to the amount of effort that we put in. I want you to think about that for a second. You hit a wall and then you start pushing up against that wall. You continue to experience a growing sense of frustration. Your frustration is equal to the force and effort that you put in to something that may not actually need to be fitting together. But according to your perspective, according to your beliefs in that moment, they need to fit together. And that's what's causing you that suffering. So the reality is when you're feeling let down and when you're feeling disappointed, you're actually being given the gift of realizing that you have an expectation that you didn't realize you had. In other words, you've got these expectations in your blind spot. And when you experience this disappointment or frustration, that frustration is designed to bring your expectation out of the shadows, out of your blind spots, and bring it front and center so you can see it for what it is. Because the moment you see it, that's the moment you get to change it. So how do we then become aware of our expectations? What do we do the moment we start feeling frustrated or let down? The best thing that you can do, in my opinion, is step away from whatever it is you're trying to do. Give yourself a moment just to collect yourself, go for a walk, catch a breath, step outside, grab some water or coffee, whatever it is that's going to pull you away from whatever it is you're trying to do. And ask yourself, what did you expect? What were you expecting? What were you hoping to be the outcome in this scenario? The intention behind this question is to help you take this thing that's in your blind spot, this belief or this perception in your blind spot, bringing it front and center is actually going to help you become aware of what that expectation was. So the best question you can ask in that scenario, in my opinion, is what did you expect? What did you think was going to happen? And then you want to ask yourself, based on whatever the answer to that question is, was that realistic? More often than not, we find that the expectations we carry in our lives are actually unrealistic. We might have a bit of a fantasy about the way things were supposed to go. We believe it was supposed to happen in a very specific way that only we could have imagined and conjured up, but it's unrealistic. It may not factor in all the possibilities of the situation. And as a result, we then end up thinking, well, when we experience some kind of difficulty, well, that's not matching the fantasy I had. And then you start to experience that frustration. So the best thing you can do is ask yourself, once you've become aware of what the expectation is, ask yourself, was that realistic? Was I actually being realistic about that? Was that an expectation I took from others? Was that some kind of fantasy I developed based on something someone else told me? What society told me? What my parents told me? What a mentor or a teacher told me? Where did that come from? Where did this unrealistic idea come from? Because when we become aware of the source of it, we start to realize the context, which changes things. Sometimes, actually more often than not, we take things out of context, very much like the media does. Everyone's quick to blame the media for taking things out of context and having these little sound bites and these headlines that don't paint the complete picture. But the reason the media does it is because 
you do it in your own life. There are so many different scenarios where you take things out of context and then you end up focusing on these minor details that don't paint the complete picture. So when it comes to these expectations or these fantasies or these beliefs that we've developed, you want to ask yourself the question, where did that come from? And was I actually taking that out of context? Because chances are you were. And when you put whatever that belief is back in context, what was going on for you at that time? Was that something you wanted to believe? Were you perhaps unwisely believing someone that didn't necessarily have all the clues themselves? Sometimes we follow leadership thinking that because they're a quote unquote leader, that they're actually someone valuable to follow. But what if you were just following them because they were the loudest and not necessarily the wisest? That can immediately start to change the expectation. That can change the fantasy that you're carrying and it helps you put that down. So these are the questions you want to ask to help you get to the bottom of what was your expectation? Was it unrealistic? And where did it come from? Now, here's where things get really interesting when it comes to expectations and feeling let down. Charles Darwin spoke about the evolution of species over throughout our history, and he's become the authority on the topic. One of the things he speaks about, we hear about, is the survival of the fittest. What he defined as the fittest was the most adaptable. I want you to think about that. Take this whole construct of us living in the animal kingdom, right? Some, some of us can behave a little bit like animals at times. But what he found, what he observed through observing all these different species and trying to understand the evolution of them over centuries and millennia was that the ones that survived, the ones that were able to persevere were the ones who adapted. Now, adapting means changing. So they were willing to change according to the circumstances, according to the external environment, because that was going to increase the likelihood of them surviving and also thriving. So if we take a page out of Charles Darwin's book and we look at that in our own lives, you'll find that anyone who was able to survive, to persevere, if you look at companies that are at least 100 years old, you will find that in every circumstance that they hit some kind of hurdle, some kind of obstacle, they were willing to adapt to the circumstances. They were willing to change and roll with those punches. The reason why I'm giving this to you is because you'll probably find that when you hit that moment of feeling let down or disappointed, I want you to ask, what did you do? Because you'll find that you probably didn't adapt. You didn't change. In fact, in all scenarios that I've had to coach people, especially in my group coaching, and people are telling me about how they're disappointed by someone's behavior or they're disappointed by some kind of experience at work. And I ask them, what did you expect? And then what did you do? Basically, they hit their expectation. Their expectation came out of the woodworks and just surprised them with all this frustration. And then they gave up. They just tapped out and went, no, too hard. This isn't working the way I want it to. But that's rigid thinking. And we find that adaptable thinking, or what Carol Dweck wrote in her book, The Mindset, was that a growth mindset, which is one that's willing to be adaptable to change, is the one that is actually going to help you persevere in life. It's the one that's going to help you get through to the end goal, if you do have one. It's one that's going to get you through to the things that actually matter to you most, in spite of things being difficult. So taking this page out of Charles Darwin's book and out of Carol Dweck's book as well, you'll find that adaptability is huge and rigidity in thinking is actually going to be one of the things that cripples you the most when it comes to your experience of life especially your fulfillment. There's something I teach my students a lot, which is this concept of there being what we want and what we need. Now, life tends to give us what we need. And we have our expectations, which is what we want. 
if what you want and what you need are two separate things, you're going to experience frustration, disappointment, and feeling let down, and all the other emotions that are associated with human suffering. However, if you change what you want to match what you need, meaning if you were to change your expectations to embrace what's happening to the point where you're actually appreciating what's happening, your suffering dissolves, your frustration dissolves, and you usually unlock a whole new opportunity in the moment because you're actually willing to, because you have a willingness to embrace it, to adapt to the change, to adapt to what is actually happening as opposed to trying to force what you want to happen. And so fulfillment goes up, inspiration goes up, and a willingness takes you through to the end line. That's what helps you persevere in these experiences. So you want to ask yourself, are you being rigid or are you being adaptable? Are you fixated on trying to make what you want happen as opposed to embracing what you might need to happen? Now, another thing that happens when we experience expectations and frustrations is when things are being taken down a certain path that we're unhappy with. What I find more often than not is that people haven't actually put a plan in place for backup plan, plan B, C, D, E, and F. There's no contingencies in place. The contingencies is the same as backup plans. It's just the word that's used in business usually. More often than not, we don't see any contingencies. We don't see, well, what are the things that could possibly go wrong? And what are the potential solutions to those problems? Because when we're aware of whatever the problems are that could come as a result of us pursuing whatever path we're on, we actually embrace the challenges because we've come up with a solution preemptively, which also, by the way, is a little secret, decreases the likelihood of that scenario unfolding. What I see with people is that when they actually put plans in place, and I've seen this in my own life too, and we actually put plans in place and we go through all the potential contingencies of what could go wrong and we come up with solutions to all these different potential issues to the best of our ability, those things don't happen because we were prepared for them. And so we're more likely to experience a greater degree of achievement with a significant amount of efficiency too. Whereas most people just want to take action and push through and just do it. And then all these issues, all these obstacles and challenges start to show up. And then they've got to deal with that real time because they weren't prepared. And while they're dealing with those things real time, they're also having to deal with their frustration, their disappointment and feeling let down as well. Whereas if you're prepared for it, those emotions don't show up because you're like, well, yeah, I expected this to happen and I'm prepared for it. So you don't experience the same frustration or feeling let down because you had preempted it. So you want to ask yourself, can you put contingencies in place? What are your backup plans with whatever it is you're working on? Now, I know that more often than not, especially in the entrepreneurial business world, there's a school of thinking that says, if you've got a backup plan, you won't go for plan A. If you've got plan B, you'll never truly throw yourself at plan A. But I find when we're in a greater sense of calm, when we're in a greater sense of stability and security, we're more likely to show up with a greater degree of inspiration. Some people like to thrive off fear and anxiety. I see that as being the minority. Usually people are feeling crushed and they can't think clearly. In fact, neurologically, it's difficult to think creatively and using the creative centers of the brain and the logical centers of the brain when you're anxious and fearful. You can't do that if you're wrestling with plan B, plan C, and you weren't ready for them. So my preference is have those ready to go long before you start. So then when they do happen, you're not anxious about it and you're not fearful, which means you're more likely to continue to execute on plan A if you need to and persevere. 
But I might just give that to you because some of you might think about, you know, if, if your back's up against the wall, that's the only way you're going to get things done. Not necessarily. That's usually the place where most people make the most unwise decisions, not the wisest decisions. Something to consider. Now, is adaptability really the key here? Yes, absolutely. In fact, you're more capable of adapting than you realize. There's a lot of fears and headlines over the last six months about inflation. There's new fears and headlines around a coming recession and how big that's going to be, how long it's going to last and things like that. Now, in order for you to be able to persevere and survive through both inflation and a potential recession, you've got to adapt. You've got to change what you're doing, either with your finances, with where you get your income, how many sources of income you have, whatever it is, it's going to require that you adapt. And the reality is, as scary as those things may be for a lot of households, the truth is, you are going to persevere. It's not going to be the end of you. You will get through it. And the reason you'll get through it is not because you continue to do everything you did before inflation hit, that you continue to do everything that you were doing before the recession hit. It's that you change your approach. You stop eating out as much. Maybe you start saving a little more money. Maybe you stop going out as much. Maybe you don't spend as much money on consumables as you did before. Whatever it is, you'll change your approach in order to adapt to get through, right? And you'll find if you're old enough to have gone through previous recessions, you'll find that the same was true then. You hit obstacles, things were difficult, and you adapted and survived. And that's the truth in any scenario where we've been able to sustain ourselves. It's because we adapted to change. We didn't just sit there and let the entire experience drown us and end us. That's what's going to help you survive. And if you've calmed yourself enough because you've managed your own emotions, you're more likely to actually persevere and thrive because you'll start seeing the opportunities that everyone is too overwhelmed to see, which means you'll get to leverage those opportunities to your advantage. So I want you to think about all these different ways that expectations might be something that you're wrestling with, especially when you're feeling let down. And if at any point in the future you feel let down again, come back to this episode, listen to it again, listen to it a few times, let it kind of sink into your subconscious. So when you do start experiencing feelings of being let down or disappointed, you know what to do. You know to question your expectations. You know to adapt, to change your perception, to give yourself the ability to pivot, as they say in uh, Silicon Valley, right? You want to be able to adjust what you're doing and be fluid and flexible and adaptable rather than being rigid, fixated and stuck because this fixed mindset is only going to keep you stuck. It's not going to help you get where you want to go. And I suspect that if you're here listening to this podcast or even watching this on YouTube, is that you are the kind of person who wants to persevere. You want to do more than survive. You want to thrive. That's going to require a lot of adaptability on your part. Now, before I share that story I was going to share with you, I want to ask of you, please make sure you leave a review wherever you're watching or listening to this podcast. It makes a huge difference to getting us seen by other viewers and other listeners. This is going to help us get the podcast out to more people. And hopefully there's a nugget in one of these episodes, if not many of them, that helps the people that you're helping by leaving a review. So if you could do me a favor and future viewers a favor and future listeners a favor, please make sure you leave a review wherever you're listening to or watching the podcast because it makes a huge difference. Now that story I want to share with you, I don't know if it's true, but it's a beautiful story. And I think it resonates a lot with the concept of expectations and feeling let down. Now, the story goes that there was a farmer who bought a huge block of land in 
inland. And what he decided to do was he was told when he bought the land that there was oil to be mined from the land. Now, I know oil isn't a particularly fun topic at the moment, but at the time this, when the story was told was that oil was a big deal. And so he dug, he dug, he dug, he dug, he dug, and he kept digging, trying to hit oil and couldn't quite get there. And so he changed where he was digging, went digging in another corner of the land and dug, 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 and there was no oil. Went somewhere else, dug, 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 and there was no oil. Now, eventually, after years of frustration and disappointment and feeling let down, he decided to sell the land for a fraction of what he bought it for to someone else who was willing to deal with it. That next person who bought the land was told by the original farmer, apparently there's oil under here. I haven't found it if you want a good luck, but you're probably not going to find anything. So the new owner of the property went and surveyed the land, looked at all the different spots that the previous farmer had dug to see if he could get oil, and decided to go back to the first spot that he had started digging. And in the process of doing that, he dug two more feet than what the original farmer had dug, and he hit oil. More often than not, we give up just before we're about to hit that gold mine, just before we're about to hit that insight, just before we're about to hit or go on that date. Not hit. I don't want you hitting dates. That's not okay. Just before you find that date, just before you find that partner, just before you find that perfect job for you, just before you find the perfect client, you're giving up too soon. And the reason that's happening is because of the emotions of disappointment and feeling let down. Persevering requires being adaptable and being willing to change your expectations. Was the farmer's expectation that he only needed to dig for a few hours and it would be really easy and he did oil? Rather, the expectation, his adaptability may have required him to be willing to dig deeper. Whereas where he went with his adaptability was giving up and going somewhere else and then going somewhere else and going somewhere else, expecting each time for it to be just a few hours of digging and it would be really easy. When in reality, had he stuck with the first site that he was digging at and he persevered and he was willing to dig further than what his expectation had laid out, he would have been the one to hit the oil. So consider that you may be giving up or you may be willing to give up too soon because of your experiences of disappointment and your experience of feeling let down. When in reality, those emotions are blocking you from the opportunities that you deserve. Anyway, I hope that was a helpful story to paint the picture of dealing with disappointment and expectations. I hope this episode has given you some insights and a different perspective on how to deal with feeling disappointed and frustrated and let down, and that maybe you've gained some tools and a different way of thinking about this to help you persevere on the things that you may be willing to give up on too soon. Anyway, thank you again for listening. Thanks for being here. Make sure you've subscribed to wherever you listen to this podcast. and. I'll see you in the next episode.